Welcome to the Powerfully On Purpose podcast. I am Maggie, your host and creative behind this space. This podcast is for those ready to create change in their life, level up their mind, expand their horizons and get clear on what it means to them to live a life powerfully on purpose. Join us weekly for conversations with people living on purpose and I invite you to choose to be inspired after each episode and walk away with the intention to take audacious action towards everything you desire. Welcome back. We uh, have the honour today of having a friend of mine, Taylor Ray, join me. I'm really excited about this episode, actually. Uh, When I reached out to see if she was interested, it was an absolutely hell yes. And then I was like, hmm, what are we actually going to talk about? (laughs) We'd realised that although we know each other super well in terms of some paths that we've both crossed in terms of business and exploration, we had never actually sat down and had a conversation around where we'd come from, what we'd done, how we ended up on the same path. And I wanted this to be a moment where we could sit down and learn a little bit more about each other and then share her story in hopes that it inspires someone else to share their story in true authenticity for themselves. Now, over the last couple of years, Taylor has been exploring what it means to feel at home no matter where she is. And that was something that really drew me to her is that she could pick up and move to a new country or a new location with new people, all the same people. And she always seemed to look and feel like she was embodying what it really meant to be her, which is free spirit, bit of a digital nomad in the world of business and exploration. And I found out the other day that she uh, is a pilot, which is really freaking cool. (laughs) Uh, I will not spoil anything else that she has to share and what she has to offer today. Uh, Let's just dive into it. Hey, how are you feeling? Awesome. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Like you said, when you reached out, I was super excited and I'm super excited to be here and share whatever comes through with your audience and to continue to connect with you because you're pretty incredible as well. Hey, I'm so excited for this conversation and I want to start it off with saying thank you again. I appreciate your time um, and everyone listening, I'm sure is going to really get something from this conversation as I always do and I know that there's so much that you get to share with the world. And first off, who is Taylor? Good question. <laughs> uh, that's always a question I find that I have difficulty answering because um, there's part of me that's like, Ah, do I want to talk about all the things that people want to hear? Or do I want to talk about the things that like really light me up in this moment right here, right now? Or yeah, I always get like really jumbled when it comes to this question, but I'm just going to roll with what flows through. Um, Who is Taylor Ray? Well, you did a decent job, I would say, uh, in in your little introduction there. Um, I am someone who loves to be truly living in the moment. Um, Something that I have learned and really come home to the past really couple of years, but it's been, I mean, it's been a lifelong journey, um, but it's been like a conscious, probably like five or six year journey um, is 
finding presence and finding peace no matter where I'm at or what the situation is that I'm in. Um, that's like a big like life focus of mine. That's a big passion of mine. Um, and everything that I do, whether I'm flying, whether I'm traveling, whether I'm working with kids, um, whether I'm writing books, whether I'm doing my podcast, whether I'm speaking to friends, whatever, those are a lot of the things that I like to do. Um, whatever it is, I truly focus on finding presence and being fully there wherever I am. Um, there's this quote that I really love and it's like, be where your two feet are. And I feel like as a person, that's me being where my two feet are, following my heart around the world, following what feels in flow, following what feels aligned. And uh, yeah, that's, that's me. That's how I like to live my life. There's a lot of other things about me, which I'm sure we can get into as will come up in my story, but that's what feels aligned to say right now. I love that. And were you always this way? Did you always find that you were present that's a good, in where you were? That's a good question. Um, I would say to a certain extent. Um, it's definitely more recently been a very conscious decision. Um, it's always been something that I like to believe anyways, that I strive towards. Um, I try and think back to like my younger self and um, there was definitely years, I would say, between like early childhood and coming back to this remembrance of presence and of finding peace wherever I am. Um, there was definitely this gap where I'm sure everyone goes through it as we go through this adolescence. We're finding ourselves. We've lost ourselves. We don't know who we are. We're trying to make a name for ourselves, right? I'm sure that um, there was this period of time where I lost presence in what I was doing. I was kind of just going from one thing to the next, um, satisfying what I thought was right to be doing at a given point or letting the opinions of other people dictate what I was doing. Um, and now I definitely, like I would definitely say it's more of a conscious decision now. However, I do think that throughout a good chunk of my life, um, I was consciously and subconsciously present as much as I could be with the information that I had and with the experiences that I was having. Um, but definitely, there's definitely a, a deeper sense of that now, I would say. I would love to talk into people doing the best they are or the best mm -hmm. they can with the resources that they have. Mm -hmm. What's been your experience with that? Mm -hmm. I mean... This beautiful life is a journey and it's a journey for everyone. Um, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or where you're going. Um, and it's all very unique to each individual human. And once we truly realize that, um, personally, I feel like that's where I started to be able to find the deepest presence was like, oh, it doesn't really matter what anyone else is doing because all that matters is what I'm doing in my own journey in my own life. Um, and based on our experiences, based on our life, based on our past, where we want to go and where we are now, um, that really speaks to what we can be doing in the present moment, given the information that we have, right? So if, I don't know, like maybe someone who had um, a really traumatic childhood, let's say, maybe their coping mechanisms aren't as developed as someone who had a really loving and comforting childhood. 
Um, so in, if they were presented with the same situation, for example, the person who maybe had a lot of traumatic experiences without going through, let's say, going through the healing in order to work through that and understand it would respond differently in to the best of their ability versus someone who was nurtured and loved as a child, right? So mm-hmm. we all kind of come to our different experiences and our different um, situations with the knowledge and information that we have from experiences that we've lived through. So mm-hmm. we can only ever really be doing our best, which might be different from someone else's, um, but in that moment, it's our best, right? Yeah. Like I'm sure all of us look back and we're like, oh, like, if I would have known this back then, I would have done something totally different. But you didn't know that back then. So trust that you were doing your best at that point. And now you get to learn from that situation and what you're stepping into moving forward. Yeah. And now you get to do the best that you can now. Yeah. What you have. Which is going to be yeah. different because you yeah. have more lessons. You have mm. more experiences, right? Yeah. It goes back to also for yourself and also as a reflection of looking at other people is understanding that they're also only ever doing the best they can and it's never a reflection of you and just being kind and compassionate with where people are at with their journey and on their journey uh, and acknowledging that you know everyone's journey looks different everyone's journey is going to continue to look different and being kind and compassionate and understanding can go a very long way in helping someone Mm -hmm. without actually helping someone yeah yeah Mm. and like people can only we can only meet others in situations where we are and similarly others can only meet us in situations where they are so it was kind of like what we were talking about the other day when we chatted um how when someone else causes a an experience or maybe a reaction within us maybe that triggers us or maybe that frustrates us or even that makes us feel really happy it really has nothing to do with them because they're mm-hmm. doing their best. They're coming to this conversation or this experience or this situation with what they have to offer based on their life and their journey and their experiences. And whatever is reflected in us, whether that's happiness or frustration or um, sadness or whatever the case may be, that is based on us, based mm-hmm. on our perception, based on our journey. Um, and that's a really kind of cool thing to think about too sometimes is we can only ever meet anyone where we are similarly others only meet us wherever they are yeah yeah and I think that can lead to a lot of miscommunication a lot of feeling misunderstood and not heard or seen and when you can understand and make sense of two people could be having the same conversation yet having a completely different experience within that conversation yep this is where having those open honest like conversing in a way that's for them and for you can benefit mm-hmm. relationships and conversations in general mm-hmm. and release the expectations from someone else on that they need to meet you where you're at when they can only ever meet you where they're at yeah 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 it's powerful to understand and yeah. and on. tricky to understand too like it's not something mm-hmm. that you hear once and you're like oh I totally understand what that means um like it took me uh, I would say until a couple of years ago that it like really sunk in I was like oh people can only ever meet me where they are yeah just like I can only meet them where I am and that's okay Mm -hmm. but once we recognize that we can come to conversations situations relationships with a 
compassion that is deeper, more loving, more understanding than maybe what we were meeting the situation, the person or the relationship with previously, because we're like, oh, they, this is this person based on their experiences, based on their life, based on their journey. That's who they are. This is how they're showing up. This is the best that they can bring. This is the best that I can bring. And how can we work with both of those so that this can be a pleasant interaction, a present interaction, a peaceful interaction, whatever the case may be. Mm. Truly understanding that will help not only yourself, but the other person as well. Yes. You release that expectation. Um, Yeah. Just, yeah, even like it's something I have come to realize and yet I still have to pull myself up sometimes because I give unrealistic expectations to people and when they don't meet them, I get frustrated or I get angry or I expect them to do better when really I should know better than to put those expectations on someone else. Yeah. 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 And I mean, we don't necessarily only do that to others, but we also do that to ourselves. Um, And we end up holding ourselves back or, and, or um, causing frustration with ourselves or anger with Mm -hmm. ourselves or like, oh, like I know this, why didn't I do better at X, Y, Z, or I should have done this, or how could I have done whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, We place these unrealistic expectations on ourselves as well as on others when are we're only ever doing our best in given situations um and I think like really being able to come home to ourselves and to find peace with who we are in a given moment and our best is going to change from day to day too like that's another thing to be able to recognize like just like someone else's best might change from day to day we don't necessarily know what was happening or what has happened in someone's day and that might change how they show up in that moment that you're conversing with them um similarly like we all have good days we all have bad days we all have days where we're a little off um maybe someone cuts us off in traffic or a pet dies or um a friend told us off or something like anything could happen right that can shift our mood and that can shift what our best may be which on a good day you might be better than what you were on that day but we have to have compassion for ourselves recognizing oh okay in that experience, in that moment, this is my best. What can I learn from that so that the next time it happens, I can be a little bit better? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great point. Yeah. How best changes the distance is on. And it's not always linear. So no, you might have had a not, home, not even a little bit. <laughs> no, no. Life isn't. <laughs> There's nothing. <it's> never. <laughs> <laughs> no. I would say, yeah, never. Life isn't linear or um how we show up to the world isn't linear Our journeys aren't linear like everything is what was I watching there was this one tv show what was it called the good place I think mm. there was this one episode um the like angel guy I don't really remember a lot about it I just remember this one segment in this episode I think he was an angel maybe but he was like explaining how um like thought processes or like the universe worked or whatever oh no he was explaining sorry he was explaining how time worked for people like him and he like wrote in cursive jeremy baramy and he was like time is like jeremy baramy and it's up and down and all around and there's loops and this and that and whatever um and then one of the people in like his class again i don't really remember what the scene was but there was a person in the class they were like what about the eye like that's not connected to anything else 
And he was like, yeah, we don't know what the dot on the eye is either, but like, that's time for you. Like we just, <laughs> it's all over the place and there's things, but we still don't know. And I feel like our lives, our life's journeys are similar to that. They're up and down mm-hmm. and all around it. There's parts that we may, may never understand, but there's still going to be a part of it all. And it's not linear. It's Jeremy Baramy. It's flowy and a roller coaster and all over the place and messy and beautiful mm-hmm. and exciting. And yeah, all of it. All over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> I uh, would love to speak into time, actually. Mm. We found what's, what's been your relationship with time and. <laughs> Yeah, let's start there. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because if you ask like most of my friends, they'll be like, Taylor Ray doesn't understand the concept of time. Um, when I need to, like I was I was early for our podcast. You were. <laughs> <laughs> right, like when I need to be on time for things, um, but if someone like asks me what time it is, there's people that can like guess the time. I can never. Um, as far as like how long something will take me, no idea. I really, I actually, I used to be someone who was very structured with time, very punctual. Um, I was a very busy individual and I was always like, go, go, go. So at this time I would do this. It would take me this long to drive here. Like my whole life was planned out and structured by time. Um, and it wasn't really until I started traveling and I was immersed in cultures that have a very different concept of time than we do in North America and the Western culture, Western world as a whole, um, was when I really started to understand, oh, like time really doesn't matter. What we're doing, what we're feeling and how we're being is what matters. Mm. Um, So in that, I started to shift my structure, busy, this, 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 and just kind of go with what felt right. And for however long that would take or however short it would take. Um, and it really started the like, <laughs> and this is a great story. Um, the really, the catalyst for this was the bus system in Thailand. Um, if anyone listening to this podcast have ever bussed around Thailand or any developing country for that matter, um, I experienced this in lots of different places that I've traveled, but the locals will always say, oh, like it comes around this time and around means any time within that hour really you never know when the bus is going to show up um and sometimes sometimes it also just doesn't until the next hour no one knows why no one has <laughs> questions they just accept that like that's what happens um in like the bigger cities and stuff there are more like scheduled buses this is more like around rural thailand um yeah so that was some, that was like a catalyst where i was like oh okay how am I going to spend my time at the bus stop until the bus comes? Mm. Who knows when? Um, and that just kind of spiraled into more and more little pieces that I picked up throughout my travels that I was like, oh, like time really doesn't matter. What matters is what we're doing, how we're being and how present we are with that time. Mm-hmm. I interesting every time I am focused on the clock focused on time having to be here at a certain time having to do this at a certain time or even when I'm at work 
and I know that I'm here between eight and four or whatever the, the hours might be, I watch the time and it drags and it goes on yeah. and on. And it's yeah. like, oh, I have this at two. It's, it's 10 a.m. I only have four hours. Oh, I can't do that or I can't go do yeah. this. Or, you know, you limit yourself yeah. in what you're doing. Yeah. And yet all the days where I don't have my watch on me or my phone is in my bag or I'm focused on whatever I'm focused on, the time goes so quickly and yet it's so much more valuable because I'm absorbing what it is that I need to be doing and get to be doing in that moment because I'm present. Yep. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's just, it blows my mind that like I get structure, I get Mm. that it has its purpose and it, it is of value. And I also get that when we restrict ourselves to a 24 hour clock, that there's a lot less that we can actually sometimes get done because there's yeah. so much pressure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like um, watching time, like you were mentioning, really adds pressure. Like when I, I'm sure a lot of people listening have probably had an experience with like fitness of sorts, like a plank for a minute where yes, you're like yes. looking at the clock feels so long, but you can be like playing with a baby for 10 minutes and it feels like 30 seconds, right? Yeah. There's, I mean, it's that old adage where they say time flies when you're having fun. Um, and I find that that's so true. And taking that one step further is time is more meaningful when you're present. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it feels, whether a couple hours feels like 30 minutes or 30 minutes feels like a couple hours, doesn't really matter if you're present in the time that you're spending. But like you were saying, when we're focused on that, oh, I have to do this at two or, oh, my shift's done at 10, 15 or whatever it is, we're focused on something else that is outside of the moment that we're in and that's bringing our attention there. So we're not fully present here. And that's mm-hmm. taking away from who we are and what we could be doing and being in this moment because yeah. our focus is elsewhere, right? Yeah. We can't be present if we're thinking about 2 p.m. when we're off work. We can't be present if we're thinking about that appointment that's later. Um, yeah, it's uh, time is interesting, <laughs> interesting human structure. Um, I mean, obviously, like it exists because like the sun rises and it sets and we grow older, like time passes. Um, I think one of my favorite quotes ever is that time doesn't exist, clocks do. Yes. Um, I kind of live my life by that. <laughs> at least nowadays for sure yeah and I just disregard clocks as much as possible (laughs) when I need clocks I'll like set alarms and then I'll just forget about it because then I'm not watching the time like I set an alarm for um 7 20 p.m here over in Toronto um for this call so that I didn't miss it but until that point I was like yeah not gonna think about it because if I'm watching the time I'm not gonna be present where I am it's really smart I have to implement that into my <laughs> it's great because if I don't yeah. do that I find that I get like really anxious focusing outside of the present moment thinking about mm-hmm. that timing that I have to meet when I set the alarm I'm like okay set it it's over there it'll meet me when I need to meet it but I can be back here yeah, yeah I have this trauma around alarms because my mom sets mm-hmm. alarms for everything oh, okay everything and it okay. just go off and it would be over in the room over there and she'll just be in another room and I'm like turn it off uh, yeah I but, guess um, it also comes with like not I don't have a lot of things that I need to set alarms for in my life yeah. like it's just meetings here and there um, the important stuff yeah exactly if you're setting alarms for like everything like 
might not be great, but (laughs) it works though. I mean, like if it works best for you, um, then definitely do it. But if you have trauma around it, maybe just for the important (laughs) things. Yeah. I I can hear it. Hear the alarm maybe I just have to choose a different alarm like sound different sound yeah yeah and then everything something soft sweet. your favorite mm. song something like that yeah, yeah. have a little dance party mm. yeah actually on um meetings and things I do try and because I, I know how my brain works in terms of time and like I was mentioning before when I know I have something on I find it quite challenging to focus throughout the rest of the day so if I mm book something in for even like the afternoon not even the night just the afternoon I find mm-hmm. that my mornings tend to get wasted if I don't mm-hmm. fill them as well so if I'm not constantly doing something up until that time so I yeah do tend to try and book things in early in the morning so I can get them done and then over an afternoon I can relax and I can be creative and I can do the things that I can then be present for yeah which has been a really interesting concept to um to look at and play with which is cool yeah you're finding your flow and that's yeah that's important yeah, yeah actually, I love that <laughs> talking on flow and mm. coming home to yourself uh like mentioned before mm. what's that journey been like for you mm. that's a that's a big story <laughs> <laughs> um what has the journey been like The word that comes to mind is remembrance. Mm. Um, It's this this sense of like, oh yeah, this is what I came here for. Like, this is what I came here to remember. Um, I would say it's been been a whirlwind. It's been a roller coaster. It's been up and down and all around. And also it's been the most incredible thing so far in this journey that I've had as Taylor Ray, as a human in this form. Um, Yeah, like, I, I sometimes I try and think about a point where I really started um, following what lit me up, following what um, was on my heart, finding that flow um, coming home to myself, that kind of thing. And I think like, it's really like, it's been a lifelong journey. I don't think I could pinpoint any of those to one specific point. I definitely would say that like a lot of it got accelerated when I started traveling. Um, and I was forced to be in a completely different situation from anything that was familiar, anything that was comfortable. Um, and that was something that I threw myself into with two feet fully in, um, right when I was 18, when I started traveling solo, um, and everyone thought that I was crazy, <laughs> which is <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> they, 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 can, they can think what they want. Um, and it always been like, I would say ever since like the eighth grade, I had wanted to travel. I was like, that's going to be my life. I'm going to travel and I'm going to do this and do that. But like travel was always the big thing that I wanted to do. And I wanted to solo travel. Um, and I am so grateful and so blessed that I had parents that were really supportive of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and until it kind of came up and then there was a little bit of some rockiness, but we worked through it. Um, but yeah, like when I was, when I was 18, I bought a one-way ticket to Thailand and I set out to travel 
for three months by myself in four four foreign countries I did Thailand Singapore Malaysia Indonesia and did a layover in Hong Kong I guess five Um, I don't know I guess I can count Hong Kong but that trip was just I knew that I needed to go Um, and I didn't know why I didn't know what Um, but it was so hot on my heart to take that leap and to travel by myself um which I would say was probably one of the first times that I like really was following what was on my heart um super intentionally I would say and that that trip changed a lot for me a lot of how I saw the world a lot of how I saw time a lot of how I viewed being present um relationships with other people interconnectedness with humans in general um it shifted a lot and I'll speak a little to the the coming home piece that one really started when I came home from that trip um I didn't know it at the time um because I was working through feelings of coming back to a place that I felt that I had outgrown coming back to people, relationships, friendships, situations, um, a work environment that I had just gone on this transformative journey. Um, And I came back to exactly what I left, but I was a completely different person. And that threw me totally off my tracks, totally flipped my world upside down. Like I felt more lost in a place that I had called home for so long than I did waiting for a bus on the side of the street, not knowing when it was going to come in a place that I didn't know in Thailand, right? Like it was, that was almost a more intense journey, I would say, than the solo traveling. Um, Being able, like needing to find my footing and find or remember myself um, in this place that I thought I knew. Um, And it wasn't until I traveled a little bit between um, that point and this next point that I'm going to speak on, but it wasn't until I left the country again in November of 2019, um, where I really started to recognize like, oh, home is within me, actually. It's not where I grew up. It's not where I'm traveling to, it's not anywhere else other than where I am. It's not out there, it's in here, always. Through the good, through the bad, through the mess, through the excitement, through the bliss, through the joys, it's always here. Um, and that, that recognition has been, I would say, I don't even know what the word is. I don't even know what the word is for it. It's not like, I want to say like transformative. I want to say like expansive, but those words don't even feel like they hold the depth of the way that that realization felt. Um, that, that's just been, that's been something that's been really big in my journey and in my life, especially recently. Yeah, yeah I um can definitely relate to the going away and then coming home. Well, 
quote-unquote home yeah where you believe is home because you've grown up there you know that's all you ever knew prior to leaving and then not feeling at home yep it's like this reverse culture shock you've gone out you've seen the world you've been able to create an identity for who you actually are without the uh, comfortability of those around you that you grew up with and then coming back you have to remember we you get to remember who you really are but yeah. you're challenged the thing is you're yeah. challenged when you come back because there's all the old habits all the old people all the, and old, the old expectations old, like expectations yeah, yeah all of it and you no longer fit into the box that was once placed there for you and it's uh it's an interesting concept and I'm sure for you like for myself it was a journey in itself just coming back and readjusting and while readjusting remembering that you don't have to change you just get to adapt and be uh, back to compassionate be compassionate Mm -hmm. for the people that you're coming back to but remembering that there's so much more than just that available to you yeah and again being compassionate to yourself too um if you are falling into old habits or if you are standing in your truth and um not resonating with people or situations that you used to resonate with um having compassion for the whole situation like I now have come home to a physical location um three times from really transformative travel experiences um and each time was different um and each time I learned a little bit more and each time was a journey in itself as well like that first time that I came home after traveling through Thailand, Singapore, Malaysia, and Indonesia, um, that one was the hardest because that was the part of travel that like no one ever talks about. Um, that was the, no one ever talks about coming home. No one ever talks about the feelings that are associated, that reverse culture shock, that um, feeling like you've outgrown a place that you knew so well or that you used to fit into um, or feeling lost in a place where you literally grew up and you knew every corner and every turn, but now it all just feels so different. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that was a very different experience from the next time after I came home from a couple months trip, um, I did my yoga instructor certification in India and then traveled a little bit with my family in Europe and then did some solo traveling in Europe. Um, I came home after that trip expecting everything to be the same Um and then it wasn't. And then that was also a journey in itself. Um, and I was also going through releasing a relationship at that point. Like there was a lot of other pieces that were intermingled in that one. Um, and then the next time I came home was two years later than I thought it was going to be, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, that time, I got to take the lessons from the past couple of times, as well as the lessons of finding home, no matter where I was, that I learned in the, what was initially planned to be a three month trip and turned into two years. Um, Take all of those lessons and then implement them coming back to a place Mm -hmm. where, again, I didn't feel like I super resonated with, but being able to find my own resonance and find what worked for me because 
I could find that sense of home, that sense of peace, and that sense of truth and security within myself first, and then radiate that into the environments that I was then in, um, which is easier said than done and didn't mm-hmm. always work out either. Like there was definitely bumps and messes and um, really heavy experiences to go through during that journey as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really great point is that if you can find home elsewhere, within yourself and coming back to a place where you used to call a home physically isn't necessarily easy, but it's easier because you have the ability to do it elsewhere. That means you also have the ability to do it where you maybe don't feel like you resonate or belong so much anymore as a physical space. Um, What kind of, what piece of advice would you give to someone who, feels like they've maybe outgrown where they are or people that they're around or situations or whatever it might be Mm. that's a good question Mm. I would say the biggest thing would be embodying love Mm. um no matter what the situation is, having compassion for yourself in that situation, having compassion for others and really just understanding, coming from a place of love and understanding that you are meant to be where you are for whatever reason. Um, So really finding the peace with that, finding love for that um, and then taking that peace and love and finding presence in the moment Um, in that situation, in that experience, because the reality is we are gifted um, the moments that we meet. We are gifted the situations, the experiences for growth, for our own unique journey. Um, And if we are fighting that, which I have done, (laughs) speaking from experience, if we are fighting that, it only makes it more challenging. Um, if we're like, man, I've really outgrown this. I can't be here. Like I need to do something different, but whatever the case may be, if we're fighting it, um, and there's a lot of resistance, um, there's, there's going to be more persistence from that situation because the universe is giving us that situation so we can learn a lesson. Um, if we're resisting the lesson, we're going to stay in situations like that. We might be able to move from that physical environment to a different one, but then we're probably going to be presented with a similar experience because we haven't learned that lesson of finding peace and love in that moment that we may feel like we have outgrown um, and really sinking into, okay, so if I'm feeling this way, what is fine to do here? What can I learn from this experience? If I feel like I've outgrown it and I need to move, what can I learn for the time being that I am here before I make that next step to something different? Because if we just resist where we are consistently, either we'll never be able to take the steps to get to that somewhere different, or when we do get to that somewhere different, because we were just resisting the growth, there's going to be another opportunity for growth and it's going to feel hard and challenging over there as well. And we're just going to end up in this cycle until we face it. And we're like, okay, this is what's happening. This is how I'm feeling. How can I love it? How can I find compassion for it, for myself? What can I learn here? 
and then take steps forward from there. Mm. The external environment is only ever really a reflection of the internal environment, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Always. <laughs> I just spoke. I, I love that. And I love the way that you spoke into resisting what it is that that outgrown feeling may actually be. And if someone is able to recognize what it is and then make the decision that to move or to leave the situation or whatever it might be is the right decision, yet there might be a fear that might come up, how would you go about listening to that much and listening to the pool and taking the actions and steps that may feel scary mm. but are what's needed for you in that moment? Like to move forward from a situation that, okay. Um, hmm. I mean, my best piece of advice is like, you know your truth by the way that it feels. You know what's right for you. Um, and like, there's a difference between something feeling wrong and something feeling fearful. Um, we can have this fear that kind of comes up because there's this unknown, right? Like, oh, I've outgrown the situation and I feel like I need to be going somewhere different. And that's scary to me because where I am is my comfort zone. Um, that is very different from like, oh, I'm in this situation and I, uh, here. I think like there's, I'm trying to like describe feelings here with words. It's, it's really difficult. Um, I would say I'm going to backtrack a little bit. You, you know your truth by the way that it feels. Um, you know what your next step is. And if it feels scary, sometimes that can be a signal that you're on the right path. Um, and as long as it's that like excitement kind of scary, you're like, this is unknown and I don't really get it or understand it, but I really feel like I'm supposed to do it, but I'm scared. That's different than like, this is terrifying and feels dangerous. Um, but like, <laughs> to have like one way to describe it is difficult because um, it's a feeling that you have to find and know within yourself. Mm. Um, it's kind of like, it's like a muscle that you exercise as well. Like the more you do, the things that feel scary or the things that feel unknown or the things that you know are going to challenge you and push you and grow you, the more that you do that, the easier it is to take that step again next time and the next time and the next time. And it just gets easier and easier. The first time you take that step can be really challenging. Um, and it might take a while for you to take that step, but, um, like best advice is, you know, your truth and really taking a moment to be like, okay, is this truly what I want? Is this truly what feels right? Um, pushing aside anyone else's opinions or anyone else's expectations or anyone else's judgments, even your own judgments or your own expectations and really just thinking into how does this make me feel? Um, and taking that one step further, um, one thing that I like to do when making decisions for 
for most things um, is ask myself, what decision will allow me to breathe easier? What decision allows me to breathe deeper? Um, What decision feels lighter or would feel lighter if I made that? And that's as simple as like closing your eyes and thinking about, okay, if I do this, what do I feel in my body? And really noticing how your breath changes. If there's a feeling that you get in your stomach or if your heart beats a different way um, and then putting yourself into it, the other situation or the other choice and noticing those same feelings in the body. And again, going back to the, you know, your truth, you'll, you'll feel it viscerally um, in your body. What decision feels best and then go with that and see what there is to learn there. And sometimes, and I'll say this as well, sometimes the decision that feels best ends up being the one that's maybe more challenging than the other one might have been, but it will always be the one that gives you the growth that you are worthy of at that point in your journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One thing I've come to learn is that the best outcomes have come from the most challenging experiences yeah and when I completely embodied that and allowed that to be the reality of most of my decisions life just started happening and making amazing things happen despite fear despite challenges despite the tough decisions despite it all yeah it actually became easier. Yeah. Is... Yeah. And we oh, can yeah. stay where it feels easy. We can stay where it feels comfortable. Um, but there's no growth there. I mean, mm-hmm. every other personal development book or podcast or whatever that you listen to will tell you that growth doesn't happen in your comfort zone. It happens outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though that doesn't feel easy and it can feel really challenging and it probably will be initially, um, on the other side of that, it's like I mentioned earlier, you're exercising that unknown muscle mm-hmm. um, that, okay, this is unknown, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to feel that fear. I'm going to do it anyways, and then see what lessons and growth and experiences I get from that. And then the next time it happens, it's like, oh, okay, I've done this before. I've stepped into the unknown. This feels a little more comfortable. I'm still scared shit this, but it feels a little more comfortable. So I'm going to do it. And then you do it. And the next time you're like, oh, that's an opportunity for growth. Scary, but I'm going to do it. And then each time it just gets a little bit easier to make that decision to just do it, to go for it. And again, it's not linear. It's not going to be like every single time it's a little bit easier um, because the situations and their gravity and their growth potential is going to be different. Um, But it does it does get even like a little bit easier to make that step into the unknown each time that you take a step into the unknown. Spot on. Yeah. Too much to think about. I love these episodes. Every time we chat, I have to like refrain from not going off over there with my mind and thinking about so many other things that come up and uh, stay on track. But, uh, I mean, we I just, don't have to stay on track. We can always <laughs> go off the railroad tracks. It, it, it never really does stay on track, <laughs> even though I try. I do try my best. Um, yeah. I just love I feel like, what it opens yeah. up. 
yeah, we're always on track for what needs to come through. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah surrendering yeah. to what's supposed to be, what will be. Yeah. It's like, I think is like the theme of life. I read this, um, I was in this travel Facebook group and there someone made a post um, that was like, title if you were to write like a book of your life what would the title be and I was scrolling through comments because I was curious what people were writing and I don't remember any of them except for one um this one person put how to make a plan and not stick to it (laughs) and I laughed so hard I remember this was I don't even remember when I read this I just remember like it resonating so deeply I was like wow if this isn't the story of my life I don't know what is And since reading that, I'm like, I'm not like hesitant to make plans, but I'll make very loose plans. I'll be like, okay, this is kind of a general idea of like what might happen in the next little while. But like, if something changes, I'm down for a plot twist. Let's, let's Mm. roll with it. Let's see what shows up. Um, Because the reality of life is we can never fully plan out anything. If, if anything, the past couple of years, I feel like have really woken a lot of people up to that concept of we can't have everything planned or structured or exactly laid out because uh, life, the world, the economy, whatever is going to throw in these plot twists and these wrenches into our plans that we thought we had um, so set and secure and is likely going to be leading us to something better. Um, There's a a saying one of my friends shared a lot when we first connected and uh, it was everything is always working out better than I could ever plan. Um, I remember hearing that and being like, ah, oh, yeah, that's cool. Okay, I want to think about that for a second and see how that sits. And then everything that was happening from that point on um, was always better than I could have ever planned. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you would have asked me five years ago, if I would have been where I am today and gone through all the things that I've done today and had all the experiences, I would have been like, no, like that seems crazy. Um, and yet here I am um, better than I could have ever thought. And there's also times where it's more challenging <laughs> than I could have ever thought as well, because we have that up and down and all around as we move through life. Um, but keeping that perspective of everything is working out better than I could plan, especially when you're in those moments that feel really difficult, especially when you're in those moments that feel like rock bottom or when um, you're in these, this mess that you feel like you can't get out of, flipping that and being like how is this serving me what can I learn here um and personally having that perspective in the times where I felt like literally everything was crumbling underneath me I was able to kind of pull myself out of that and be like okay this this is still serving me it's really shitty right now but it's serving me in some way and then sure enough a couple months or a couple of years later something shifted and I was like oh I'm able to do this now because of the lesson that I learned when I was in that hole that I thought I was ever going to get out of. Um, Yeah, it's definitely not an easy realization to have or a knowing to live with. Um, 
but for those of you guys that are listening, I really invite you to just sit with it, to sit with what if everything was working out better than I could ever plan? What if the mess, the excitement, the stress, the frustrations, the joys, the bliss, all of it, what if, what if it was working out for me? What would that mean? And where could I go with that? Anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, life's always happening for you. Mm. To massive realization, and also the people with the most flexibility in their behavior will always come out on top. Yeah, you can adapt to what life is throwing at you whether you have been through something similar and know how to adapt or you're just guessing or you're just choosing to do something differently to see what the outcome might be to see where it can get you. I guarantee you it's going to get you a whole lot closer to what you really want than if you choose to stay, to stay stuck and resist what life is serving up for you. Yeah. It's always happening for you, not to you. Yeah. And, and it's all perspective, right? Like you can yes. be in this mindset where you're like, oh, like everything is happening to me and this and that and woe is me, whatever. Or you can be like, okay, this is, this is really intense and this is a really big opportunity for growth. Um, I might not like it. It might be really tough. It might be really challenging. And how is this serving me? Mm-hmm. And the more that you ask yourselves those kinds of questions and the more that you see life happening for you and not to you shifting that perspective um you mentioned that you know the people that have the most flexibility end up on top and even that is a perspective in itself like what success means to me is different from what it means to you is different from Mm -hmm. what it means the person that i passed walking down the street earlier from the CEO of a company, like what success means to each of us is very individual. Um, And when we have flexibility in the way that we see our journeys and the different experiences that are thrown our way um, to really see that life is happening for us, we get to meet our definition of success, I believe, sooner Mm -hmm. and more frequently um, because we're seeing life differently. We're looking for what we want to create and we are actively creating what we wanted to create instead of seeing what life is going to give us and just Mm. reading the cards that were dealt. Yeah, we're also searching and looking at what we want rather than what we don't want as well because every time we conform to our our behaviors that we're used to without allowing these opportunities to maybe shift and pivot and whatnot we're actually focusing on what could potentially go wrong and what we don't want rather than looking at it as an opportunity to actually get a little bit closer to what it is we want even if it's a redirection or a pivot or not specifically what you thought was going to happen yep a question Mm. i love to ask is what's the best that could happen Uh, a lot of people ask like oh like what's the worst that could happen or whatever I'm like no what about what's the best that could happen and then it gets you focusing um because like again every person on the book or podcast you listen to talks about how where attention goes energy flows Mm -hmm. and 
if you think about what what's the best that could happen, um, you're then focusing on that growth. You're focusing on that expansion. You're focusing on that um, version of success from a given situation rather than the negative aspects of what could happen, might happen, probably wouldn't happen, especially if you're focusing on the best that could happen, right? Yeah. I always um, speak with my clients and say, what, like, let's focus on what you want rather than what you don't want. Because there's a lot of people yep. out there setting goals for what they don't want. Like, I yep. don't, my goal is to not do this. And it's like, well, <laughs> you're naturally going to gravitate towards doing that because, yep. well, firstly, the un- unconscious mind doesn't um, understand negatives. So you're telling it to essentially do exactly what you don't want it to do. Yep. And, um, when you can shift from that negative state to the positive state, it becomes a whole lot easier to get towards where you want to go and to just make little tiny decisions that can seem tough at the time to start moving forward rather than backwards. Yeah. yeah. Shifting perspective is game changer, really. It is. Yeah. Mm. And is easier said than done. Yes. Like most things, <laughs> I'm sure that you and I both have had plenty of experiences where um, we have learned some pretty valuable lessons around shifting perspective and around what happens when we're not <laughs> shifting our perspective. But also, like it's it's easier said than done. Like it's not something you can just be like, oh, I need to shift my perspective, and then tomorrow everything magically gets better. Mm. Um, it doesn't really work that way. There's going to be daily yeah. consistent <laughs> action that gets you to that point. Like I have people ask me all the time. They're like, how can you just pick up and move? And how can you just end up in a new situation or a new place and find home there? Um, And the only answer that I have is because I've done it many times before. And the first time I did it was scary and hard and challenging. And the next time I did it, I had a little bit, I had more tools in my toolbox. And the next time mm-hmm. I did it, I learned more lessons the previous time, the next time, and the next time, each time I collected more knowledge and experiences to bring with me forward to that next experience. Um, similarly, when you're shifting your perspective, even if it's like a couple of thoughts a day, right? Changing a couple of thoughts. If normally in the mornings you wake up and you think, oh, I'm awake, like I have to go to work, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh no, I get to go to work. I'm excited mm-hmm. to be awake today. Even if it's just that every day for a couple of days, now you shifted that one. What can you shift next, right? Mm-hmm. And the more you start to think differently, the more you'll continue to think differently, but it'll be subconscious instead of having to consciously reframe your thoughts that makes sense yeah I this is a tool that I haven't actually used myself however I think I heard it on a podcast or a reel or something I heard it somewhere and someone said the they they wanted to change their first thoughts when they woke up in the morning Mm -hmm. uh, from a negative state to a positive state and their routine was to wake up whatever thoughts would come in and then they'd go uh, into the bathroom get ready for the day and on their bathroom mirror they had this sign that was a reminder of what they wanted their first thoughts to be. Mm. There was something um, like, I am beautiful. I'm grateful. So it was something really positive and they'd wake up, they'd go to their mirror. And if they checked back on their first thought when they woke up and it wasn't that, 
before they got out of bed. They would put themselves back in bed. <laughs> they'd think about it until they started like cementing it into their brain and then they'd start their day again. Nice. And then after doing this a couple of times, well, not just a couple of times, like over and over and over and over again, they were able to change their first thoughts in the morning from, ah, another day or oh, I have to go to work yeah. or whatever it was to these reframes and these positive mm. thoughts. And it takes time and it takes consistent action. Like to say, it's not yeah. something that can just be done overnight. It, it's, it can be challenging. And I think that's where we get caught up in the challenge rather than the outcome. Mm. Like it gets to be a journey, it gets to be fun and the outcome yeah. will be incredible if you stick to it and if you want it enough. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to stick to it and you have to want it. Um, like you can't just think that one day, like, oh, like if I do this one day, then the rest of my life's going to change. No, it's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't work that way. You have to have that consistency. You have to take those consistent actions in order to change the way you're thinking, in order to change the way you view challenging situations, whatever, whatever it may be, there's going to be consistent action required to reframe your perspective it doesn't doesn't just happen overnight but I can guarantee that it's worth it to make those subtle shifts day by day and then eventually you won't even think about it anymore like it'll just be second nature and then you'll think back and you're like oh remember when I used to think like this like that was that was crazy <laughs> or like I was, I was like oh wow I started my day like that all the time why was I doing that um but now you get to know better after taking those consistent steps mm-hmm. uh, day Looking by day. back to what we started with you everyone's only doing the best they can with the resources and knowledge that they have yeah yeah and then circling way back to that compassion conversation having compassion for that self that you see and you're like oh how could I have done that well you were doing what you were doing based on the information the experiences that you had at that time Mm -hmm. and now you have different experiences and now in this state and again now I'm going to go into this whole like time isn't linear thing (laughs) now you can have compassion for that past self and that is actually when you have compassion for that past self who didn't know what you now know, you're actually like bridging this energetic gap between Mm. that person and you and healing a lot of that experience, um, which is really transformative for you in this present moment as well. That's like another step in a different direction, (laughs) but like also something that's really incredible to do. Like I've, um, it's interesting. so being someone who doesn't really like, I, well, I don't believe at all that time is linear. And I also believe that energetically we can kind of shift and change timelines. And time is pretty malleable. Um, and this might get a little woo-woo for some people, but just roll with it Lovely. for right now. <laughs> um, so, and again, I'm only speaking from experience here, but I have had times in my journey now where I've reflected back on really intense, perhaps traumatic experiences that have happened in my past um, or ways that I thought post those experiences and events and how they differ from where I am now and where I've healed to now and what I've learned now and sat in that moment and really been like, man, like, and just sent a lot of love to that version of me that didn't know how she was going to make it through 
that day or that moment or that situation. And in those moments that I'm doing that, I actually have this memory of being in that situation and feeling this, I don't know how, but it's going to be okay. And those moments, how I can like piece them together. I'm like, oh, the me now is sending the love that I felt then. That's pretty cool. And then you're like healing that that time gap again. That's kind of what I was talking about before. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced something like that. It's really cool when you do, but really sitting with, you know, that memory of where you were in that point and sending love there. Um, even if you don't remember feeling, receiving that love in that moment, just having that experience internally with the memory of yourself and where you used to be is really powerful and really healing in this present moment. I really love that because I am someone who is very critical or in the past has been very critical on the way Could we they... Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I past. love it. <laughs> the past. Uh, critical on like the the different stages that I got to and the fact that maybe one stage was really quickly to be transformed and then the next took me a bit longer and I could have done this better, I could have done that better or, you know, just be overanalyzing who I was back then and knowing now that I could do better but also forgetting that back then I didn't have all the tools and the resources that I now have yep. and I was always doing the best that I could even if looking back it wasn't the best version of myself at the time that was the best version of myself and whether or not I view that as the right way now at the time that was that was how it was and being compassionate can go a long way even if that's a past self a past yeah. version of you because I mean, like yeah. I said it bridges a gap it heals the wound so they may be still being connected um and yeah, it's just a beautiful reminder that I get to go do that and yeah. sit with that, see where well, that may have been holding me back to. Yeah. And at the very least, like it's, it's helping you heal that memory, right? Like instead mm. of having this memory of oh, like, I was not where I wanted to be, or I was really critical or I was this, or I was that, or I made these poor decisions and having this negative memory, you could go and back and or like, just go within and be like, you know what? Like I have compassion for that version of myself. I have compassion for me at this point because I was doing the best with the tools that I had. And now I can do different, but I am sending love and I'm having compassion for that version of myself because they were doing the best that they could. Mm -hmm. And like, even just that alone is really healing for you in the now moment because you're no longer holding on to this oh, I should have, or, oh, I wasn't, or, oh, this or that, or whatever, whatever negative connotation is associated with that memory. And instead you're like, that part of me helped me get where I am today. Yes. And that's really powerful to meet that experience with love and compassion rather than resentment and frustration. That's mm. huge, actually. I think a lot of people will take something away from that, whether it's big or small. It's a really good idea to just sit with it 
and I am, I will for sure. Yeah, I love how I've just discussed compassion and then looped back and then just been this big cycle. It's it's all so interconnected. <laughs> it is. It is all interconnected. Absolutely. Uh, I would also now like to move this way a little bit and discuss. So I know you have a podcast and I know you're doing a few other things mm-hmm. and I'd like to talk into why a podcast and what that space is for. Mm. Good question. I like that. Um, yeah, so my podcast was something, a project mm. that I started um back in May of this year I think I don't remember honestly um it's just it's been something that kind of came up really in flow um and I've just been flowing with the waves of it ever since the idea um was ready to be birthed um it's actually an idea that I had had for a little while um, I'm someone who likes to talk. <laughs> I can be a little chatty sometimes. Um, so I was like, you know what? Like maybe I should put my thoughts into a spoken form um, or just have a place where I could have my thoughts or thoughts shared with other people, um, interview style or conversation style, kind of like what we're doing here, um, whatever the case may be, and just have a platform for that. That was an idea that I held for a little while Um, and what really brought it about and why did that come about? Honestly, I don't really know. (laughs) It just felt right um, Mm. to start it when I did. Um, The podcast is called Heaven on Mama Earth and it's it's an acronym of the word home, um, which has been the big theme of my life lately <laughs> see your face you just got that yeah heaven on more earth um so that was actually interesting. <laughs> yeah where I got that um idea actually I was sitting in my kitchen um the place that I was staying in Mexico uh, about a year and a half ago nearly now um it was right before I came back to Canada actually um so last <laughs> August-ish Um, And I was coming up with a name for a meditation challenge that I was going to be doing. Um, And I was like, oh, like, I just want it to be like very homey vibes, like coming home to yourself and this, this, this. And then I was like looking for inspiration um, on like Pinterest and Google images. And I was just trying to like find what felt right. And I remember coming across just, it was just like this blue background with white letters and it said home. Um, And I was like, I just saw heaven on mama earth and I was like oh that and it I got I still to this day I got full body goosebumps um because that to me is what coming home to yourself finding home within really feels like it feels like heaven on earth um and the the bliss and the joy that is associated with that um it feels like home so that's where that kind of stemmed from. Um, and I mean, the podcast itself is, I'm allowing it to flow as it wants to. Um, all of my projects I think about is like their own essences. 
Um, I don't like to force them to do anything. I don't like to um, have any expectations from them necessarily. Um, as new ideas come through, I like to flow with that. Um, it's kind of what I've been doing with my podcast lately. Um, I have some people that I'm going to be bringing onto my podcast lineup, which I'm super excited about. Yay. And really, like, <laughs> really all of those um, conversations and all the solo conversations that I have on there as well, um, just me to my audience, is really embodying the idea of home um, and different concepts that are associated with that, different feelings that are associated with that. And uh, there's, I mean, there's so many different concepts and ideas that are intertwined with the idea of home. Um, and I truly feel that that's a space to um, just keep exploring the idea of home and finding home within and uh, following your bliss, following what lights you up and following your heart and really just coming home to yourself, whatever that might mean for you. That's I love that. And I love, yeah. I love how um, just feminine and flow you are. I mm. uh, did a podcast with someone a couple of days ago, and she's also very feminine and flow, but she's also very masculine in the way that she does business and the way that mm. she um, goes about her days. And this is the beauty of having this podcast is I get to have different people on and they shine in what it is that they're here to do mm. and what it is that they're here to be as well. And I'd love to know what you think and what your purpose right now is. Big question. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm going to breathe into that for a second. Mm. First thing that comes to mind is be love. Mm. Um, that's beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what's coming to me. I mean, you know, I can, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really the, the big thing that I've come home to uh, recently. And that's, you know, a way that I want to show up in the books that I'm writing. And that's the way I want to show up in the relationships that I have with my friends. That's the way I want to show up in my podcast, on my socials, and with my family, like with people that I meet at the grocery store, like whatever it is. Um, I truly believe that that is my purpose. And then everything else that happens is just a bonus. Um, and I've found that by being love, by being present, by um, embodying this sense of home and peace and security and trust with everything that's happening in this life, um, it's made the whole journey and the whole experience just that much sweeter, mm -hmm. just that much more uh, magical. That's so yeah. unique to you, and I love that. And it's interesting because I've had a lot of conversations recently around people who are wanting to create their purpose when I know what their purpose is and everything. Mm -hmm. And 
that is so simple mm. like so simple when you just trusted your unconscious mind to know what it is that you're here to do and as a result by you just standing in love and being love and doing all that everything else is just a byproduct of that and that's what the purpose is it's not necessarily defined by all the magical things that you're doing in your life it's sometimes just how you get to feel how you get to show up who you get to be whether it's in that moment or for your entirety of your life it's it's a really cool concept and mm. yeah just beautiful thank you mm. when i'm someone that believes that our anyone's purpose is to just be here now mm. um and to, to be love and to be present. Like we're, we all have this incredible happen chance to experience this life on this planet in this moment in time. And sure, we can have really incredible things that we're wanting to do and create and be. Um, like at the end of the day, we're, we're here. Like that's our purpose. Our purpose is to be here. And then what we do with that is, is a bonus how we feel as we go through that is up to us to get to create um yeah, that's so much nice yeah mm. being here being love that's that's where it all starts i think anyway yeah thank you for sharing that i love that so much uh, so much to reflect on for that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I always like to finish these off by asking what one piece of advice is that you'd like to tell your younger self if you ever had the opportunity. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm. Oh, there's so many things. There's so many things and there's also nothing. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's interesting, <laughs> honestly. Um, I would say to her to be as present as possible in each moment that she gets to meet. Um, fortunately, it's the way that I choose to live my life now. Um, and it's the intention that I hold now. And there's times in my past where now looking back, I maybe would have hoped that I would have been more present. Um, and still I know that it's all a part of the journey that I wasn't because that brought me to where I am today and the lessons and tools and experiences that I get to have today um yeah that would be that would be one piece of advice just be as present as possible with each moment that you get to meet because as soon as a moment passes that's it yeah, yeah. and true. there's definitely been times in my life where I've wished moments away um i've wished time away there's mm. chunks of my life that i can't remember because i was so focused on getting somewhere else um forgetting to see the beauty in each day that i was presented with and taking life from that perspective now i can't even begin to describe how that feels um, and how much deeper one gets to experience life when they're fully present for it. 
Mm. There's so much in that. So much that you could unpack. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot. Mm. That's for sure. But it's a lot in a really peaceful and expansive way. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, <laughs> I would love to leave it there in that peace, in that okay. almost like surrender of mm. it will be. Uh, is there anything that you would like to add before we get off today? I think I'm complete. <laughs> I think that's also a great spot to leave off. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Thank so you beautiful. so much. Thank you. Now, yeah. before we go, where can everyone find you? If they would like to connect, whether it's your podcast, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, where can they connect with you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so my Instagram is Taylor Ray Soleil, and that's spelled T A Y L O R R A E S O L E I J L. Um, <laughs> it's a long one, but you'll find it. <laughs> um, and yeah, my profile is open, so anyone can feel free to stalk me or whatever. <laughs> I don't really care. Um, <laughs> once, once you put stuff out on the internet, like really anyone can see it at any point. It doesn't really matter if you're private or not. So I'm like, eh, it'll just be open. Um, I'm there off and on, I would say. My podcast is Heaven on Mama Earth, um, and I'm on Spotify which is pretty cool. Sometimes that doesn't even feel real, <laughs> but it is real. And uh, yeah, those are the two main places that I'm hanging out currently. I have a couple of things in the works that if you watch those spaces, um, more might come, but those, yeah, that's where I'm at currently. Okay, that's so exciting. I will make sure that it is all in the show notes for those okay. who want to stay connected. And yeah, just once again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to jump on here. I, like always, have gotten so much from this conversation and this recording. And yeah, I know this probably won't be the last time that we chat on here. You've got so much creation going on and I know that you're about to travel and go and explore and just like upgrade yourself to mm. whole new levels. So there'll be so much more to share until then thank you i really appreciate thank you. you thank you so much for having me i really appreciate being here and being able to speak to you and share with your listeners and have conversations like this and i just yeah i really want to take a moment to honor you and what you're doing and what you're creating here is just watching your journey over the past couple of years has been really incredible and i really love seeing what you're doing and i'm I was so happy when you wanted me to be a part of it. So <laughs> thank you for having me. Don't make me cry. <laughs> thank you. Your words mean so much. I um, appreciate that. And yeah, I do all this for everyone. It's not just for me. And so I really do appreciate what you've just said. And thank you again, Taylor Ray, for jumping on and sharing your life, sharing your story and sharing your wisdom this episode has been very enlightening and I'm truly grateful for this conversation. Just a reminder that if you are yet to subscribe and you're loving the podcast, hit subscribe, give us a rating and review. Let me know what you're thinking and reach out if uh, something in today's episode has resonated with you and let's have a conversation. 
But until next time, stay present, get curious, and go make someone smile today. Bye-bye.